Hi, everybody. This is Daniel. Welcome to another episode of Parkinson's and Me. Parkinson's and Faith. This podcast is about an individual that is dealing with their diagnosis of Parkinson's disease and the continual struggle to fight against the progression of the disease. However, fortunately, I am not alone in many aspects of life, but in this aspect, I have brought along my brother, Brian. You doing all right? Doing well, Daniel. Really interested in getting into this topic because as your older brother, I know faith has played a very important part of your life journey for several decades now. You were thought of as a leader in your youth group. You took mission trips. You've expressed yourself creatively through music and performing arts. So I know that this is something that you really want to talk about. And I want to encourage our listeners. We're not going to be preaching at you. There's no altar call at the end. But this is something that my brother has found a lot of value in. And through our discussion, we are hoping that you get some value as well. But Daniel, I know this is something very important to you. So can you kind of give our listeners some of the reasoning behind why you wanted to do an episode about faith? It's kind of the heart of this podcast. My faith makes up so much of who I am. And you'd be even more challenged to find this topic mixed in with faith on the web. There's just not a lot of material out there with it. This could make someone really apprehensive to listen to the episode that, oh, well, great. He's going into religion, which goes into politics, and we've heard enough of that. But I want to share just an incredible source of strength and hope that's made all the difference in my life. So let's just get it out there. Explain to the audience, what do you believe? I'm constantly learning that God is so much bigger than the box that I continually put him in. The core of my beliefs is I'm a follower of Christ Jesus that can bring about uh, mixed reactions. Boiling it down, Jesus came down from heaven to live, die, and rose from the dead to remove the consequences of sin. It's a gift, and we need to receive this gift of everlasting life. This obviously includes so much more than everlasting life, but that's the core of what I believe. So that's what you believe. Why do you believe it? There's always been something in my life that is bigger than I am, a director of my steps. I remember clearly just as a child knowing that there was a presence there and it was always looking out for me and seemed to always be knocking at the door, wanting me to let him in. And I've questioned my faith. I believe questioning your faith is very important. That's what actually makes it a faith that's worth living out. So, Daniel, I know that people in our audience, including myself, are probably thinking, well, you, you, this is so important to you. That had to change just a little bit when you were diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And some people would probably say, you know what? I'm done with God because of this diagnosis. What has Parkinson's disease done in your faith journey? Receiving the diagnosis and beginning to understand what this disease entails, I'm going to be very honest and say that my faith was hit extremely hard because when I ball up in the shower, 
my body is shaking uncontrollably with just agony and anxiety. I'm crying out to God. I, I had to honestly say, what's going on here, God? Are you still there? And I needed God to step up and step out of my poorly constructed box that I've made. I haven't experienced the why me, Lord, and I emphasize yet. But there's definitely a a rethinking, a reevaluating, and honestly, just a heart to heart with God. What are your plans now? But you said you haven't experienced why me, Lord, yet. I want you to kind of expand that for your audience because I don't think that is would be the normal response. I think most of us would be screaming, why me, Lord, after this diagnosis and thinking about the future. It really dawned on me watching and observing throughout my life that there are really bad things that happen to really good people. It doesn't seem to be fair. Bad things are going to happen to me. I'm no exception to the list. It's not like because I serve God that we have some secret pact underneath the table handshake of I'll serve you so you take care of everything for me. I've been given a great life, and I am thankful for that, and I I don't want it to be over. Uh, I certainly have a lot more in me. I guess it's, I'm not immune to suffering, so why should I think it otherwise? So it's almost like instead of pushing away your faith, which has been a great source of strength for you over the years, you have more of a need now for it more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking of this illustration, this metaphor the other day. Uh, Being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease is similar to being tied to a railroad track. And you can't move and you can't go anywhere. Your eyes open and you see this, this train heading for you. And the realization kicks in. That train is coming for me. Now, I don't know how far off that train is. Also, I don't know how fast it may be going. But that train is coming for me. And if something doesn't take me out first, there are dark, dark times ahead. And as that train gets closer, you can say that you don't believe in something. But for me, I have a train coming at me and I need a savior. I need something supernatural, something bigger that goes beyond my understanding. I'm convinced I have it and I'm learning. I have to put my anxieties on him because that's what he offers for us. A song that I really like says it well, that he'll take the burdens while we receive his grace, that we are not big enough to handle these burdens in our lives, financial, death, Parkinson's. We're just not big enough for this. So yeah, I need a savior. Let me throw this at you because I know some people of faith might want to bargain with God or seek a miracle from God or a healing from God. Has this been something that you have pondered on? Oh, certainly. I I have my hands up right now where I'm recording and saying, I am ready to be healed. If the Lord wants to do that, I will receive it and I will make it known to people. However, I've got to go with, I know that he's capable of healing me. I'm just not sure about if he will heal me. Uh, My good friends around me, when I told them of my diagnosis, their first thing was to, well, let's pray and let's pray for healing. And I'm all about that. But I'm not expecting to be healed. Maybe it's my coping mechanism. Maybe it's my way of handling it, which very well may be the case. 
it's tempting not to go, Lord, if you heal me, I will be the best person. <laughs> I'll be your best spokesman. I will be all over the news. But, it, but I don't think you can make that arrangement with God, as tempting as that may be. So if he wants to heal me, that will be glorious. But if he doesn't, the question comes, will I still serve him? Will I still believe? My answer has been yes. As tough as that is to answer, it's been an honest yes. In the previous episode, we've talked about hope. Is your faith a source of hope for you? It has to be the foundation, the anchor to my ship that is in a, a very stormy sea with waves crashing in around me. I hate to say it, but I don't find much hope in the world that we live in. Now, that's not to discount that there is so much beauty in people and places that is so beyond comprehension, but it's not enough. There has to be something more. This life doesn't make sense without the Lord. It just doesn't. Now, that hope is that the Lord has a reason for me having Parkinson's. Now, what he's going to do with it, I don't know. It's imperative to choose how I'm going to face the day. Why am I getting up? Is there a hope beyond just a cure? Now, a very influential artist in my life, a musician, really had a, a great way of expressing how I want to get up in the morning. It's how we choose to live our day. Um, to me, there's two postures I can take. When I wake up in the morning, I can choose what I call the passively jaded posture which is sort of lean back, arms crossed, eyes sort of rolled. Okay, I'll give you my day today. Today, I got to get on a bus and drive to Liberty. Today, I got to get in front of students and sing early for me, because I normally don't sing till night. And then uh, tonight, I'm going to Roanoke because I start my tour tomorrow, and I got to FaceTime my kids. I got to make sure I do that. To me, that's the passively jaded day of Toby Mac. Then there's the other day I can choose, the other posture I can choose, that you can choose. And it's where you get out on the edge of your seat. And you say, all right, today I get to get on a big old bus with some of my best friends. Drive to Liberty University, where I graduated from. Speak to some students, love on them. I get to do some songs that I wrote and that I love and hopefully they love. Tonight, I get to go to Roanoke and rehearse for a tour where I'm going to give them everything I got. Tonight, I can use technology on my side and FaceTime my kids and look them in the eyes and say, I love you. How was school today? What was the best part of your day? That was the same day. It was just two different postures. So when we choose to get on the edge of our seat, eyes wide open with wonder of what is God going to do with this day? That's the posture I want. Insightful clip from Christian artist Toby McKeon, someone who has definitely had an impact in your life. So, Daniel, what do you take away from that clip? Toby was clear about more of our default tendency is to see a day that has to be endured versus waking up and going, Lord, what do you have for me today? I want to choose that. That comes with having hope. Faith definitely seems to have an impact on how you view things in your life. 
Does that include finances as well? Yeah, with young onset Parkinson's, I still have a way to go before I'm of retirement age. Finances has really been a factor of external pressure. He made something clear to me, a recognition a couple of years ago before I was diagnosed. He is the Lord of my family's finances. Now, that's maybe an interesting way of thinking about it. But to me, he said, Daniel, I write the checks that the money comes out of my account, which does not have a limit or doesn't run out. It is mine to give. So I can only say for me specifically that the Lord says to me, I got it. I'm the Lord. That is tough because I want to take control of that and make it my own and figure out a solution and I guess make it to retirement <laughs> to provide for my family, not to live with little future for my my son and my wife. That is something that I struggle with. Do I have the faith to actually believe that? Do I? Can I let go of this? But that's what he has asked me to have faith that he has that. And faith is believing in things that you cannot see. So I'm going on the record. I'm putting all my chips in because number one, I'm all in. Number two, I really don't have a choice (laughs) that I'm all in and don't have any other strategies. I know one of the reasons that you're doing this podcast is for your son to listen to if he so chooses later in life. And it's no secret that your son is raised in a Christian environment. What do you want to say to him as he's watching you in this critical point of your life about having faith? I want him to hear his dad go through the questions, through the trials, and to hear that there is a Savior that is wanting a relationship with him. And that his dad, despite all of the things I am sure I am doing wrong, has tried to show him that faith. That I love him so much, but I'm not strong enough to love him enough. That I'm going to embarrass him in front of his friends. This is very hard for me to internalize. As he's older, if he's listening, that his dad had something real. That this wasn't the end of the line. That there's hope. That's what I want my son to understand. And are there times to where I will cry uncontrollably and hide it from him? Absolutely. I do that with my son and my wife. But our weakness often defines our strength. So hopefully he sees both the weakness and the strength and comes to the understanding that there is a God that loves his dad, that God hasn't done this as a punishment to me or a punishment to him. It's got to be a concern that he would almost view his faith and have that perspective of, why did you do this to my dad? And it's an understandable reaction. Why did you do this to my family? It's unfair, but a lot of things are unfair in life. So even through that unfairness and very possibly the anger that you took my dad from me, that I want him to hear my side of the story. And I don't believe that is the case. And I don't believe that is truth. All right. Daniel's getting his preach on. Yeah. In the Bible, it says in this life, you will have trouble. And that kind of leads us into our final segment. A powerful anthem for you is we go back to Toby Mac, who had the clip earlier, 
He wrote a song called The Elements, and this seems to be your anthem. Explain to the audience why. The song The Elements came into my mind not long after the diagnosis, and I'd like to share the lyrics. I'd love to share the song, but there's copyright stuff. So what I'm going to do is read the lyrics with the music in the background. I didn't want anyone to be confused and think this is actually Toby performing the song, that this is my anthem. As I listen to this song, this is what I want to define me. And Toby uses the elements as a metaphor for life. I'm going to take a little bit of creative licensing and make the elements, in this case, talk about Parkinson's. And I rally around the song. I lease the boots up, it's straight to the door, because this is worth fighting for. I get my head right. The heart's got to follow. Whisper a prayer like there ain't no tomorrow. Take a breath and exhale slow. I wasn't made for this kind of cold. This ain't the place that you want to know. These are the elements, I'm telling you, bro. They try to break us, break us, make us want to give in. Lay down our arms, Novocanus again. Lay down a fight I can never relent. And I'm going to take it all the way to the end. I got spirit, I got faith. I might bend, but I won't break. Father God, let me see it for what it is. This ain't neutral we're up against. These elements push me to the fence, and then I end up on top of it if I'm not careful to recognize what is pushing in. Open my eyes to these elements. Stand up and rise to these elements. I'm willing to fight, willing to fight the elements. I'm going to go down swinging if I go down, and I'm going to go down swinging if I go down. And it's a great song with a lot of hook to it and a lot of energy. So that's my rallying cry. All right, Daniel, that's a powerful testimony coming from you. But what do you say to those people in our audience that are struggling with their faith, walking away from their faith, or just don't have that motivation to fight the elements? The Bible overwhelmingly talks about a God that chases after his children. It's not the other way around. It's an active God, a God that pursues, and one I can't hope to understand, but I can't have faith. Just marks us as needing a papa that comes in and we can beat it against his chest. And I can say it's not fair. And he's not offended by that. He's not repelled or repulsed, but holds me in those strong arms and says, I've got you. And that, that's the good news. That's great news. But to avoid getting my preach on, Brian, my God has been there through all of my life and he has been faithful. And I believe he will be faithful all the way to the end. And I'm not going to understand why. I'm not going to have the answers or be able to to write a book about why this makes sense. I know we're not going to do an altar call, but I certainly <laughs> and I certainly appreciate you sharing this very important part of your life. And I can only imagine it's going to stir up things with our audience. So if you want to contact us, we definitely invite you to do so. And that contact information is coming up in just a moment. This was a, a lot of stuff, 
a lot of honest and vulnerable stuff for me. I hope it did not come across as preachy, as as something superficial, because that is certainly not the heart I was trying to express it from. Brian, thank you so much for joining me. You are the, the one that keeps me on track and more personally in my corner. Well, my pleasure and certainly hope it makes up for the times I gave you uh, difficulty growing up. <laughs> well, let's just say it's getting there. Getting there. All right. I'll take that. For Definitely sure. Definitely not. You are a great. <laughs> Look forward to doing more with you then, my brother. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Our email address is Parkinson's and me podcast at gmail.com. Toll free number to call for our voicemail if you're in the U.S. is 706 873 1656. If you're listening to this in a podcast player, Look down in the description and there is a direct link to where you can click to call or to take you directly to our podcast feed address. Also, if you have the Anchor app, it's a pretty cool app that you can find on Apple and Google's app stores. You can search for Parkinson's and me on the app. Tap on the podcast. Along the top right, you'll see voice message. Tap on that and you can record a message and it will send it directly to us. 